Thank you for tuning in to the Excellence Exchange Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Hulse, president of ERG Executive Search, a nationwide executive search firm headquartered in Appleton, Wisconsin. I'm so excited about our guest today. She's a former division president in the publishing industry, an entrepreneur in the health and fitness world, and the visionary behind Titan CEO in the Titan 100 program. From her roots in a family-run business to profiling thousands of CEOs, launching successful ventures, and fostering communities of C-level executives, today's guest exemplifies resilience, ambition, and impactful leadership. Honored as a Forbes 1000 entrepreneur and a Gen XYZ top young professional, her journey offers a wealth of insights to anyone with their sights set on peak performance for potential success. Please welcome the phenomenal Jamie Zaman. Mm-hmm. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me. It's so lovely to sit with you. I I'm so mean excited. all of you and what you're doing. So, well, I love it. I, it, that that's ditto because I'm so excited and was very excited when you um, agreed to be on the podcast because I think you know people see the Titan 100 or they see Titan CEO, but there's a lot of uh, mystery on that. But even more, there's more of a story. The more I read about you and the more that I investigated Jamie Zaman, the more fascinated I was by your story. So I'm excited to get to share that. But of course, I want to start with the Titan 100. Um, You know, and thank you. I was honored this past year in the um, state of Wisconsin. So very honored by that. And I think one of the reasons why I was so excited to tell your story is I didn't know a lot about the Titan 100. I had a friend who had won in the um, Phoenix market but I didn't know a lot about the Titan 100 or Titan CEO program. So why don't we start with that? Why don't you tell our listeners how that began? Like, how did you come up with the idea of the Titan 100? That's a great question. I get it asked often. I will tell you that I have really for the last 20 years surrounded myself with entrepreneurs I was recruited to a magazine publishing company in the early 2000s, and I started as an account executive selling advertising space for that publication. And after the first year, uh, did it very well, went to the owner and said, I think we should expand the magazine to DC. Uh, So I left and started the DC magazine, grew that, became the publisher of that magazine after several years, said we should grow it to Philadelphia. I fell in love with the entrepreneurial spirit. I fell in love with telling the stories of entrepreneurs. We would host events. We would tell their stories through the pages of the magazine on a monthly basis. We would host roundtables and discussions. And I just always got to be in the presence of people who thought differently, acted differently, believed in things before they even existed. And so I was drawn to it. I spent f- over 15 years in that space, uh, publishing thousands of CEOs, putting hundreds of them on the covers, uh, similar to Inc. Magazine, Forbes, if you will, And so there began my love and I was bit by the entrepreneurial bug. I was bit by the uh, surround yourself with incredible community bug. And that is how I realized I couldn't do anything else with my life. Like I had found my passion and my people. And so I 
fast forward, I, I then um, met my husband on a ski trip in Colorado because I was living in Maryland at the time. And uh, we did the long distance dating thing for some time. I gave him the ultimatum to move back to the East Coast for me because I was ingrained in running this company. And so he said, I will move with you, but you have to promise me we'll eventually move back to Colorado. So I did. And he came home begrudgingly. And two kids and two dogs later, we uh, made the decision to move to Colorado back here to keep my promise. And when I moved here, I said, you know, what am I going to do? I have spent so much time in working with entrepreneurs. I'm I'm going to try to figure out how I'm going to work with some CEOs here in Colorado. And so I decided I was going to launch Titan CEO and I was going to just work with a handful of CEOs in a CEO peer group basis because I had been in CEO peer groups and I'm a big proponent and believer of them. I think that uh, CEOs working together is incredibly powerful um, to tackle tough and sticky issues, to grow, to be inspired by others who have walked before you. And so that was a big part of launching Titan CEO here in Colorado. But as I was doing that, I also wanted to immerse myself in a, in finding my new community. And I couldn't find it here in Colorado. So I said, I'm just going to build it. And so thus begun the Titan 100 program. I wanted to seek to find 100 CEOs and C-level executives in Colorado, 100 titans of industry to call my my people, my home. And I started with a nomination committee, a judging committee. I decided I wanted to publish a book on these titans to tell their stories, to serve the community, to create inspiration for others, host an awards program to celebrate them because I believe that life should be celebrated and then create a series of subsequent events that would connect those Titans multiple times over the course of the year. And thus the program was born in Colorado uh, four years ago. I never expected it to grow outside of Colorado, um, but here we are fast forward four years later, and now we're in seven markets across the country. I know that's so, so amazing. <laughs> so we are just continuing to grow this amazing community of Titans. So that was the thing that I was, it, it was probably a pleasant surprise, maybe is the right word, is, you know, I knew that, um, and, you know, obviously I knew some of the winners, some of them are, are from the Appleton area, so I knew some of the winners, but it, it's been really fun and um, a great learning experience to actually, you purposely put these people together multiple times throughout the year. And you connect to people that, I mean, I just had lunch with, with a Titan. I'm trying to be purposeful of getting to know them and their stories, all of their stories are fascinating. They're, they're interesting and they've done things um, that I think other people maybe don't always push themselves to do. And, and I think that's part of, you've been purposeful of picking the, the Titan 100 in the markets, people who are trying to do things that maybe other people maybe don't have the courage to do or don't have the resilience or whatever the word is to, to make those magnanimous things happen. What, in the course of all of this, you said that something that I think is so profound and that is you need to find your people. I mean, I'm a firm believer, especially with what I do for a living, that people need to find their tribe. People, it's high tide rides all, rises all boats, right? You, you need to find your people that will help you to be better. So how has Titan helped you? I mean, I know you've done amazing things for us, right? You've done amazing things for the Titan community, 
But what has Titan done for you as a leader? What kind of lessons have you learned along the way? Ooh, <laughs> I've learned a lot of lessons. I, I think that whenever I feel that I question myself, I just turn to the inspiration of other local Titans. I see the trials and triumphs that they personally and professionally have overcome. I go back and I read their stories. I listen to them speak at roundtables or at events that we have. And, you know, mindset is one of the most important things that you can have. But also who you surround yourself with matters. And I choose to continue to surround myself with titans. I am constantly inspired by their tenacity, by their servant leadership hearts. I am constantly inspired by the way that they take their visions and make them reality. And when you continue to surround yourself with that, success just breeds success and it rubs off on you. Um, I can... I cannot say enough about how important great leadership is. I can't say enough about how uh, giving back and having a servant heart is important in the journey. Um, I've learned from the Titans that no matter how successful they become or how prof uh, professional excellence that, they've, that they have achieved, they always find ways to give back to the community. And it's inspiring to watch how they mentor, how they use their success to only serve others. That was one thing that that I actually I read the the Titan book and I read about each of the winners, and that was the the one thing that kind of leapt off the page was their willingness to give back to the community. All of them are really good community servants, whether it's through time or treasure, or they serve on boards and they're very active. I'm sure for our listeners, they're curious, what is the other criteria besides, you know, great leadership and, and being a good uh, community leader? What do you look for in choosing a Titan? So we ask four main questions in the application process. And I will be clear, I don't actually score any of the Titans. We have an independent committee made up of uh industry experts, some of our sponsors, former Titans that serve on the on the judging committee. But we're we're looking for one, the entrepreneurial story. We want that inspirational piece of everybody has a story. And I want to know what your story was. We want to know what it was because that's part of what we publish in the books that we produce. And we publish a perfect bound editorial uh, 100 page book on that tells the stories of all of the Titans. We, we post it digitally, but part of that story is what is captured in the books. And everybody wants to hear how an individual has overcome whatever obstacles, industries, um, what made them walk the path to find the passion and their purpose that they're on today. The second thing we look for is uh, the, the vision of the individual, because Sharon, I've never met a Titan in my life that didn't have a compelling and strong vision. They see where they want to go, they crystallize it, and they can cast that vision to the, inspire their people. The third thing is what makes this individual a Titan? So what makes you the best at what it is that you do? Um, it's not necessarily about being the biggest. It's really about being the best. 
What does your product, your service, your organization, what do you as a leader exemplify that is the best in your industry? And then number four, we look for them to share the accomplishments. Success is defined by the individual. It could be uh, revenue growth, sure. It could be books published, mentorship given, community service involvement, uh, new products or services launched, whatever the individual deems as the biggest success, we want to know how they define it. Mm-hmm. And so that's the four pieces of criteria that we look for in identifying our titans of industry. So I have to ask the question because I, I heard this several times um, when there, when the winners were announced that it was a pay for play. So mm-hmm. people pay to be a titan. So can can you address that? I I laugh at that. There are definitely definitions of pay to play. Uh, I get emails on the daily. Congratulations. You are one of 10 of the top (laughs) women, you know, in leadership. Great. Please send us a check for $3,000 to feature your profile. Uh, That's a great example of a pay to play, right? You have to pay in order to be recognized. And unfortunately, there's a lot of organizations out there that are doing that. Um, It doesn't cost anything to apply for the Titan 100. I'll say that first. Um, You cannot pay your way onto the list. Uh, There is no monetary component to that. You have to write a strong application. You have to be reviewed by an independent judging committee. Look, we get 200 to 300 applications for the Mm -hmm. Titan program on an annual basis in a particular market. So we send... uh, 100 plus rejection letters on a consistent basis. Um, and that's really hard for us to be able to mm-hmm. reject really quality applicants that just didn't make the cut because it was so competitive. Um, we hear pay to play because people think that you can pay to make a list. And that's just not something that we offer. I know that there is a lot of reputational equity that exists for other platforms out there, but the ones that do have pay to play give all the other uh, organizations a bad name and a bad rap. So, well, thank thank you for clearing that up because yeah. I said that's not the case at all. So, one of the things that's new that I really I appreciate as a business person, especially, is you've started a portal where the Titans from all the markets can interact. Um, it, it actually is somewhat um, industry specific or you have Titan women of Titan, which I, which I love. You have Titan in construction and manufacturing and all of those things as well. So how did that, that's kind of a new brainchild. So how did that, that come to be? So when I started the Titan program in Colorado alone, I never envisioned that it would grow to be in seven markets that it is and continuing to grow. We have a vision uh, in the next several years to take it to the Titan 1000. Who knows, it could end up being the Titan 2000 as it continues to grow to 20 markets across the country. That is the long-term BHAG that we have for ourselves. But I found in uh, the first year of doing this that we were recognizing these amazing Titans and we were struggling to figure out how could we connect our Wisconsin Titans with our St. Louis Titans, with our Colorado Titans, um, without them physically getting on an airplane and flying out. 
to attend an event or, or subsequently, or our team making personal introductions, we knew that there had to be a better way. We had attempted things on LinkedIn and sort of these uh, other different opportunities that we had looked at. So we decided to make the very large investment in building out our own portal. And we call it Titan Connect. And the goal is to be able to help the Titans from any geo market, not only connect more deeply and locally with each other, but also to be able to connect with Titans by industry. So they can go into that uh, portal and look at all of the Titans on a geo map across the country. And right now there's a thousand of them in there between first year, second years, hall of famers um, and alumni. And you can search for a Titan by name, by industry. You can search for them um, in, in a multitude of different facets, but you can send messages to each other. You can participate in grouped conversation by industry vertical. And so we feel that that is a game changer in our ability to not just connect the Titans locally, but connect them on a now national level. And yeah, we're excited no, I, for it to continue to grow. It's a great addition to the to the Titan 100 um, program. So you mentioned the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So how does a person become a member of the Titan Hall of Fame? Well, you have to apply and make the program three years. Now, it doesn't have to be consecutive three years. Um, if a Titan applies their second year and all of the Wisconsin Titans, uh, as long as they are still running their companies, uh, in a leadership position, they haven't retired or they're currently looking in between positions, they're still eligible to apply. They can apply to become a second year Titan. It's a different application than the first year. You're scored together as a collective unit. Uh, Those individuals that make it back their second year will then go on to the runnings for the Hall of Fame, which is the most coveted title. At the Hall of Fame level, we only award that to about 10% of the list. Mm-hmm. So 10 Titans on average will make it for Hall of Fame in year three. Those individuals are given something very special. One, the application process is extremely grueling because one, we don't ask for a written application. We ask for a live uh, video interview with a independent judging committee. So they don't know who's going to be on the judging committee. But number two, what's probably the scariest for them is they don't know what questions are going to be asked of them. And they have to be able to answer those questions on the spot, share their compelling vision, share their compelling experiences and stories so that the judges identify them as Hall of Fame Titans. So if they make it to Hall of Fame, we will recognize them in a special elevated way, including bringing them onto the stage the night of the awards program. But one of the coolest things, Sharon, is that they actually get a steel helmet, a Titan helmet to wear uh, if they even want to. But I know there's a lot of cool awards out there that people have on their walls, on their desks, but I don't know anybody that has a full metal Titan helmet. Oh, I can think of a lot of people who would who would love to have that helmet for sure. <laughs> well, the other part about Titans that that we briefly mentioned is the educational component. So there are several events. I mean, some are are admittedly just getting to know you, networking fun, 
but there also is a really nice educational component to Titan. So how did that evolve into um, kind of that program of helping to continue the educational piece? I have always found value in roundtable discussions. Mm -hmm. Even at my time at the magazine publishing company, the value of roundtable discussions, the value of peer groups, anytime you can put titans of industry together in a smaller, intimate setting and allow them to talk freely about experience sharing, best practices, struggles, uh, lessons learned, there's always magic that comes from it. And so I knew that as we rolled out the program series of events, we absolutely had to have educational component to that. We do that through Whipfley University, where we bring in, uh, we work with Whipfley and they bring in industry leading experts, thought leaders to provide amazing content that helps Titans think differently. At our events that we do that are fun and atmospheric, we also have sometimes these mini roundtable discussions where we'll break our Titans into groups, allow them to communicate and sit and talk about a theme topic or some something that is moderated in a mini intimate setting. Our Titans say that that is one of the most powerful things that they can walk away with is education and fun coupled with sharing with other Titans of industry. Mm-hmm. So we're not changing uh, or deviating from that because it's powerful. We know that it works and we're going to continue to bring it to all the markets that we are uh, currently operating in. So do you want to mention the markets you're in currently? Yeah. So we started in Colorado first four years ago. We then expanded to St. Louis, followed by Georgia, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Wisconsin, and now Chicago. Yeah. No, that's exciting. So I have to ask you this, though. When I was reading your information, uh, you started Titan CEO, Titan 100, right around the pandemic. (laughs) Yes, Uh, I did. How how did that go? (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, so I will tell you, (laughs) I didn't plan for it. We started our open call for nominations in uh, 2019, November of 2019. Nominations closed in January of 2020. We sent out congratulatory letters in February. (sighs) And then we had all of, we had the big awards program planned for May. And then the pandemic happened and we said, oh, great, you know, the pandemic will be over in two weeks. So let's just move the awards from May to July, (laughs) right? That will, you know, no problem. Let's just move it a couple of weeks. And everybody was excited. Yeah, great. Sounds good. The pandemic is going to be over in two weeks. So uh, after we realized that it wasn't going anywhere anytime soon, we decided we were going to move it to September because, oh, the summer will definitely kill the pandemic. You know, no flu can exist during the, sep- the summer. So having the awards in September is going gonna, is gonna to work. I will tell you, it was definitely one of the most trying times because planning an awards program for 100 Titans of Industry not once, not twice, but three times in the same year is quite interesting. I will tell you that part of it, call it fate, call it luck, call it timing, call it uh, perseverance. All of these things were were called to me. Um, I just I worked really hard with the venue that we were trying to host this, and we were lucky enough to be in a state that 
was allowing for public variances. And the variances were allowing groups up to 175 individuals. If you followed specific and very stringent protocols, uh, 220 people if you had an outside component to your event capacity. So the venue got the approval through the Department of Health and uh, economic, uh, you know, uh, variances that they would allow for a special event uh, of this caliber following all of these protocols of 220 people uh, on September. So I sent out an email letting all of the Titans know that we were moving forward. And I tell you, Sharon, Titans started buying tables to the events. They started buying tickets and it was the in the it was their belief in the power of community and the power of saying while all of this crazy world stuff is going on we're going to focus on celebrating together mm-hmm. and within 2 weeks of opening uh sales for the awards program we had uh over 200 people registered, and we had 60 of the 40 Titans registered. And so I then had a bigger problem on my hand because how do you tell someone that they can't come to their own awards program? So I couldn't sleep, Sharon. I spent a whole night up thinking about how I was going to fix this. And I came up with the idea of running the same awards program twice in the same night. So I'm going to run the Titan 100 Awards from 5 to 7 p.m. and then from 7 to 9 p.m. And we're going to recognize uh, a group of Titans in the beginning, and then we're going to recognize a group of Titans in the end. And it worked. We had 330 people in attendance that night. It was the only corporate event of that size safely, effectively, that took place in all of the state of Colorado, Mm -hmm. but it was that event that ultimately created the momentum and catapulted us forward in that year. I had Titans in, uh, on January on you know, on new year's Eve that sent me text messages that said that awards program was the highlight of my year. It was the only time that we got together and we celebrated entrepreneurship and people who were pushing forward despite a global pandemic. And that's what Titans do. And so well, that's just it. It's it, that awards banquet demonstrated resilience and it also provided hope in a time where everybody was convinced that we were never going to get back to any kind of normal or even a new normal you gave them what they were looking for. You gave them hope and you gave them the ability to demonstrate why they're Titans, which was perfect, but pretty ingenious to have two, two banquets, although kind of crazy for you, but that was ingenious to come up. I know. We did it. We did it. it that's, that's amazing. I wondered how you made that, how you pulled that off. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like right as you announced. And then two weeks later, the world shuts down. So Anyway, so talk to me about your family business. So you grew up in a family business in manufacturing, which, you know, you could be Wisconsinite, Maryland, it doesn't matter. I mean, you fit right in with us. How did that shape who Jamie became as a leader, as a businesswoman, you know, your entrepreneurial 
mean, obviously you've demonstrated that you you yourself are a titan of industry with your your entrepreneurialism and your hard work. Um, how did that family business, did it shape you early on? Absolutely. You know, my father is an immigrant from the Czech Republic. He was born and raised there and came to the United States uh, seeking asylum during a communist rule and a very difficult period. But he came to the United States, as he will tell me many times, you know, couldn't speak any English. I came here, Jamie, with $75 in my pocket, mm-hmm. hoping to achieve the American dream. And I watched my father uh, quit his job and start his own business uh, in, in manufacturing and thermal wire strippers is the business. I grew up watching how he worked, um, his ingenious mind and how he sold the vision of his products. I would go to trade shows with him and I would learn how to pitch and sell the products. I would solder circuit boards uh, on my summers off from school. I learned the value of hard work, creating something from nothing. You know, I had the best foundation in watching what my father did in order for me to develop the work ethic and develop the long-term persistence. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people will start a company and they throw the towel in. Um, That company is still running today. It's uh, 40 years old at this point. And it's something that may transition to me as a legacy, uh, you know, company at some day, but I, I feel so privileged to have experienced what it's like to grow up in an entrepreneurial family and somebody who believes in chasing after their dreams. And, and also understands, I mean, we, we talk so much about hard work and, you know, I think for the most part, we all think we work hard, but but true that never quit. You know, I mean, you hear the stories about people who immigrated to the to the America and then, you know, but you you lived it. You lived it every day, you know, and I, I again, I think that's a common theme with Titans is they grew up understanding that if you wanted to be successful, if you wanted something on, out of life, you had to earn it. It wasn't going to be given to you or you weren't going to inherit it. Or, you know, they all listened to so many of their stories and they all started doing the task of what they're leading today. I mean, whether it was in construction, they were in the field running backhoes or any number of things, but they started at the beginning and they grew it from, from the beginning. So Great stories. I have to ask, though, I'm, I'm dying to know, you look fabulous always. Tell me about the health and fitness business. I mean, what what got you into that? I mean, obviously, you still are very fit and healthy and look great. So what whatever got you started in that business? Well, you're sweet, Sharon. I will tell you, <laughs> I, uh, I am not as fit and healthy as I used to be. But um, I met when I met my husband here in Colorado, and I convinced him to move back to the East coast, he said to me, Jamie, what am I going to do in Maryland? You know, I, I love Colorado. He was a ski instructor here. Um, he has a passion for again, helping people serving others. And so I said, you know, he goes, I don't know what to, what am I going to do in Maryland? I went, I don't, I don't know. You're quite talented in working with people. You know, why don't you open up a gym 
here and and train people and uh, I will help you sort of start the business, um, you know, from the back office side of things, you know, get the LLC going, get Mm -hmm. the investor money, help, you know, run the financial side of things. But, you know, you be the front of a house and you uh, invest in the people and, and serving the community. And uh, boy, if that didn't take off, you know, he, uh, we worked to grow that gym to be one of the largest in Maryland. And then, uh, you know, we just continued to run out of space. So we had to keep acquiring and acquiring more space, which was pretty amazing. Um, but we grew that gym and then successfully sold it. So I, I found again, a different community, Sharon. Mm-hmm. It was a community of people working towards the betterment of themselves and the passion of investing in, uh, again, hard work and sweat to perform better, to be stronger, to live longer, to be healthier. I found another powerful community in that. And I think that that ultimately finds myself in yet another theme. So of community. <laughs> so when I when I was reading about you, I mean, you have a very full life. You love the outdoors. You ski, you ride bike, scuba dive. Oh, my word, girl. I don't do any of that. Um, I, yeah, that's not going to be me. I'll, I'll come and I'll drink wine with you, but I'm not going to go skiing or mountain biking. But how do you balance all of it? I mean, you've got, you know, this big organization that you're expanding. I mean, Chicago is new. So, you, I mean, you're expanding very rapidly. You know, you have your family, you have all of that, you're on boards. How do you balance? How do you find time for Jamie? How do you make sure that that your cup is full? I continuously try to remind myself with my why, right? So yes, I'm not going to lie. I put in some really long uh, days and hard uh, hours and it has gotten exponentially more full my plate over the last two years as we've expanded. Sometimes to the point where I feel like I may be spinning too many plates. Uh, I continue to remind myself of my why. And when I am invested in my work, I'm 100% in. And when I'm investing in my family time, I try to make sure that I'm 100% in so that I can fill my cup with those smaller uh, but more powerful moments. I will also tell you that I couldn't do what I do without an incredible team, without incredible mentors, without an incredible community, but an incredible husband who lets me be my best version of myself and is able to support me. We have two small kids who are now six and nine years old. So I started this business. Busy ages. Yes, busy ages. He runs them to all their soccer practices and works, does their his home the homework with them. And he is able to fill in a gap for me that I can't because I am a incredibly busy working female entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do what I do without him. And he helps me provide provide the balance. We joke sometimes that he is often my emotional support officer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all all of us need one. <laughs> yes, right? He's such a great listener and he helps me to find uh, the 
bit of balance that I can. And uh, yes, I always tell people that when you feel like you are struggling for balance, you've got to know what recharges your batteries, what gives you the energy that you need. And so I try to take solace in finding those moments where I can recharge my energy so that I can be my best authentic self to lead people, to lead my team, uh, and to lead my family. Uh, It's not always perfect, but energy is so important. That's 100% true. So I'm going to turn the tables on you. One of the questions that you asked us when you interviewed is what's one piece of advice that you would give, whether it's female leaders who are trying to find balance or young entrepreneurs who are trying to figure out their way, what piece of advice would you give to that listener? Oh, there's a lot of advice that I could give um, to everyone. One, (laughs) have a thirst for knowledge. Always surround yourself with people who have the experience that you can learn from. Uh, Read the Titan 100 profiles. You'll be inspired by their excellence because who you surround yourself with matters. So find a mentor. Be intentional about working with that mentor. Show up to be prepared. Do the work that they suggest. uh, And always be a sponge and have a thirst for continued knowledge and learning. Life is an ongoing, on ever-growing cycle of just constant learning. Mm -hmm. And if you're not learning, you're not growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. 100%. So what haven't I asked you? Is there anything that you would like to mention before we wrap up? I'm going to obviously ask you how people can find you and the Titan program. But is there anything else that you'd like to mention? I just want to thank you so much, Sharon, for the time. I value so much what you're doing in your podcast and your ability to continue to serve the community uh, by having these podcasts, to having these conversations, to uh, invest in pulling nuggets and inspiration from people. So uh, there's it's just, it makes my heart smile because you are the true epitome of a Titan of industry. And so I am just so honored to be here and thank you for investing in the the community in the way that you are. Well, I'm just taking your advice, Jamie, and I'm, I'm surrounding myself with some amazing people. I'm finding my tribe and uh, obviously I admire you greatly. So I appreciate you doing this as well. So for our listeners who want to find out more about the Titan CEO and Titan 100 program, what is the best way for them to find you? So on our website, titan100.biz, I can then also follow us on on LinkedIn, the Titan 100. We also have our other website, titanceo.com. And I am, of course, available on LinkedIn, Jamie Zalman. You can find me and I'm happy to connect and uh, you know, have people ingrace them, you know, ingrain themselves in the community through inspiration. Uh, we post profiles of our Titans every day on our LinkedIn. So we hope that you'll find motivation and inspiration there. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for doing this. This was fabulous. And I can't wait to just continue to watch this Titan program grow and grow. And I can, I can say that, you know, I was a Titan at one point, which is great. So thank you again. 
Thank you so much, Sharon. The pleasure is all mine.